0: changers in the COVID with a guest that is actually happening on a Wednesday that we're not going to get interrupted, poo, 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 and uh, we can hear, right, Cindy? Yes, perfect. We can hear and we can see, so I think, and I'm checking on Facebook to make sure that we're on there, and we are, this is a wonderful thing, (laughs) so we don't have anybody with us, we don't have anybody with us yet, so. Perfect. I'm going to wait. Oh, we do have a couple people with us. I don't know. Okay. So Linda's with us. Hi, Linda. Linda Apsy's with us. Good. So you guys, I'm just going to ask you uh, to talk to us because uh, Mickey's with us. Hi, Mickey. Um, Yeah. um, It's hard for me to use both screens and I'm trying to see. So hi, Valerie. Hi, Sandy. Oh, we've got, so you guys, it just so happens. Tony's with us. Yay. Hi, Tony. Um who else is with us? Um oh we're getting some love and it's Cindy's birthday. And so I'm going to have to sing on behalf of everybody. <laughs> Wait until we have some more people with us and then we're going to sing to Cindy. Um and um you look great Cindy says Lynn. I don't know if you can see the comments. Uh
1: Cindy no. can you um, You can't see them on the side of the um Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I need better glasses, but you can't go to an eye doctor. (laughs) You cannot go to an eye doctor. So, um,
0: Cindy, how does your hair, wait, what did she say? How does your hair look great in a pandemic? Answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Hi, Toby. Oh, the gang's all coming. So, Cindy, tell us, how does your hair look great in a pandemic?
1: because I had a really bad haircut before the pandemic where they practically (laughs) shaved my head. And I gave them a picture of what I wanted, but they never do what you want. So it was super short where chunks were missing in the back. But now, yeah, I I wasn't sure if my hair was falling out or she removed some of my hair. Oh my. But now all is good. So now it's pandemic. Mm. hair. You get a bad haircut before a pandemic. You have to yeah. time it really, really well. I'm lucky; I don't have to dye my hair, so the color will be the color. For you're those, really lucky. Yeah, for those who don't who think I really do dye my hair, you'll know. This you'll doctor
0: Doctor Cindy, but I'm just informing you because you know when I do it when you're on the other side of the camera that I interrupt all the time to read the comments because that's how I got to see all of your comments. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm whenever not, I really can't see them very well, so. Please, yeah, I can oh, yeah. Everybody's wishing me happy birthday. So now on behalf of everybody, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cindala. Happy birthday to you
1: and many more. Now that's something nobody wants to hear. You want to see what a really good present is? Okay, if anybody what? wants to send me anything. Okay. I yeah. I have one I'm gonna show you. So, like in about okay. six weeks from now, okay. You can more if you want to. Okay, so. It's this. (laughs) It is the biggest roll that exists. Now, I saw that online. How much did you pay for that? Do you remember? You know, it was like a million rolls, really, for like $19 or something. Oh, that's uh, like a lot of those? Yeah, and then when you're done, you sell sell them to Macy's. (laughs) So now-
0: uh, how, um, oh, we even have lipstick on Cindy. I'm so impressed. no, it's
1: gloss, but some yeah, okay. you know what? I just had beats. I said to my mother, These beats are gonna make my yeah, I, my tongue is probably red too, but yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's good. Um, okay. wait, let's read some comments. So, everybody's saying happy birthday to you. There's a lot of that from your mom in the shot. Yeah, we want to see Roberta for a minute. Let's okay. see, Roberta. Okay. She's, she's, Roberta. Sliding.
1: she's sliding in the shot. Okay, here we go. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Nice to see everyone. I had to move over a little bit. bit I feel like Roberta is like my second mother because the three of us used to go to a lot of events together and run around together. And Roberta and Cindy have been coming to Women Who Write. I don't even know. How long have you guys been coming? Many years. Many years. Many years. Could it be 10 or not? It's probably 10 years, and we're going to talk about all the people that you're responsible for bringing to Women Who Write. We're going to get to that, but let's let's get to some birthday love that you're getting here. Let's see. Okay. I love it. You
1: know, it. It really does help, because it's not. It's a very weird birthday, and it, the weather's not nice out today, and we're just really stuck inside, oh. and I just think the worst veggie burger ever.
0: Oh, no. Toby, just <laughs> if you can spare a square, by the way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, everybody's saying happy birthday to you. Sharon, Phil, Linda, um, Roberta's your friend. Yeah, she's all of our friends. Mickey's saying happy birthday. Um, did you get a cake today?
1: I just got some really skinny string beans from. So (laughs) no sugar today for you?
2: Are
1: you, we, well, how would we have a cake mix? How do we have anything? Well, you, have to plan, you
0: have to plan ahead. Okay, so, so everybody, this is what I told Cindy. I was begging her for the last hour to order a pizza because I wanted to buy her a pizza for her birthday. She's too afraid to have pizza, anything delivered. But this is, what I'm telling, this is what I'm telling you. Okay, this is how you do it. They deliver it. They leave it outside the door. You've paid by a credit card. You can even leave a tip in an envelope for them. You then, with tongs, bring the pizza box in the house, put it on a towel. You open it with tongs or with gloves. You take the pizza out with tongs on a plate. You put it in the microwave or in the toaster oven, which is what I prefer. Actually, the best way is in a um, – my friend Joanne taught me this, Italian girl. You take a skillet and you make it hot as hot as you can make it. Nothing in it. No oil, no nothing. You put a piece of pizza in the skillet, you put a cover on it. It ends up getting just like from the, the grill from the pizza oven in, in New York. The bottom gets wonderful and the, the cheese melts and it takes really quick. So I told tomorrow she has to Roberta, we have to coordinate this that you get Cindy pizza tomorrow that you guys have pizza tomorrow. And you get a couple pies and then you freeze the rest and then you have it. So when you get a, you get an uli, as Joanne would say, you can have some pizza. Um, so no cake. That's wrong. So I want you to order a cake too. I don't know how we do that. That's a little more dangerous. So yeah, it's her. 15th you know what?
1: Tomorrow I won't have the birthday feeling. That's the problem. Is mm-hmm. for me a birthday is like really special. You have the birthday feeling the minute you wake up. It has a different feeling than every other day. And so tomorrow. tomorrow I have I won't birthday? Birthday feeling. Hmm? Did it have that feeling today? Briefly. Yeah, briefly. briefly. You know what, my. My mother wrote me a note. I don't know if I show it to you. This was so cute. Should I, should yeah. I show it to you? Okay, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I don't want to send a note. Okay. I'm reading, I'm
0: reading messages. Um, you're making me hungry. It's safe. No sugar.
1: <laughs> this <okay. laughs> I okay. this sugar. was on the table. This, this was on the... Oh, I don't know how to get it so you can Wait, see. No, the other way. Happy birthday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was on the kitchen. That was on, you saw it enough, right? That was, that was on the kitchen table. So that, that was really, that was festive and, that's festive. She, and she gave me a card and she told me to buy myself something nice on the internet. I love that yeah, because that's about <laughs> everybody's,
0: everybody's talking about pizza now. So Tova's saying that she's been making pizza with non-dairy uh, cheese. I actually have some non-dairy cheese also. Uh, for, for making up the pizza. You know, um, you can get, do you eat cheese? You do. Yeah. So then you can yeah. just get regular pizza. You don't have to get gluten-free, dairy-free crapola. Yes, um, mm-hmm. who's with us? Our COVID respiratory person. Debbie's Debbie. with us. Debbie. I, Debbie. Oh, we love you, Debbie. She's oh she yeah, all month. I like that. A birthday celebration for a month. I believe in that. Trisha's saying happy birthday. Um, Toby says um, with you on your birthday, um, May 14th is Toby. Okay, so you're soon, too. Um, and the thing about pizza, I'm telling you, Cindy, that you know how crazy I am. We have to talk about our disinfecting, but it's, you guys, tell us how the sound is, because I'm using a microphone today. But let us know um, if you're having issues. Because I know yesterday when I was with Harry, the sound was awful. So let us know um, if you're having any sound issues. Does it sound OK? And do both of us sound uh, OK? What what is everybody saying? If you can't trust pizza, what can you trust, says Eric. Eric? Eric says that. You're absolutely right, Eric. Um, So yeah, the write-off room is closed. Do you know about the write-off room, Cindy? Have you ever been there? No. I don't know what, it's like the greatest concert venue in LA, like a small little club, like the clubs we used to know from New York. And um, no cover, just a true a treatment and the greatest musicians. And I went many, many times, it was wonderful. And they closed, but they're gonna try to reopen somewhere else. But you know, it's kind of never the same when they do that. Um, let's see what else people are saying. Um, Linda says she got a box delivered yesterday from Amazon It's tea from England and I didn't spray the box at all. Ooh, okay. Uh, I know I assist with promoting the calendar. Yes, Toby, we know that. Um, Both sound fine. Thanks, Trish. Sound is great. Thank you, Tony. Okay, good, so we're we're off and rolling. So, okay, so let's talk about Cindy. Let's talk about our birthday girl. So, Cindy, how did you
1: find out about Women Who Write to Begin With? How did that happen? How did we meet? So, uh, I was on Facebook and I was in the middle of a political fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw Jamie Spielberg um, on there. Uh-huh. And I, I guess we friended each other because we were the people that agreed on the same side. And then right. I saw on her page, Women Who Write. And so I, I, she had something on there. So I said, could you get me into that group? So Wow. Oh. I came with her, even though I didn't know her either. I, she, I just met her on Facebook. You had, never, you had never met her in real life, no.
0: Wow, um, I, you know, people talk about um, Facebook and say negative things, but I got to tell you, it's been a life changer for me. I mean, we would have never met. I would have. We would never would have had none of the guests we've had at Women Who Write, basically. So, okay, so let's talk about the people that you have brought to Women Who Write. What was the first was 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 Gary the first?
1: I don't remember if Gary was the first or Meredith was the first. I, I don't remember, really, um, one of them. I don't know, they were, they were all great. Let me see if I can
0: put the picture up for people. Um,
1: I don't know if it lets you put a
0: picture up during the show. I don't think it'll let me do it till after. Let me see if there's a way to add. Um, I don't think there's a way that I can add on here, is there, let's see. Um, yeah, I think it might let me do add media, yeah, okay, all right, import from Facebook, no, update media, upload media, okay, let's I'm gonna do this. Hey, you guys, you're gonna see us with Meredith, okay, so now tell us about your relationship with Meredith. How did you know Meredith?
1: Um, I shouldn't have started with her because I don't know Meredith, but I know somebody who knows Meredith <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah, so i I knew somebody who knew her. So I knew that she had a book coming out. So I just asked her um, if she'd be willing to do it again through Facebook, and she said yes. And that was and like a don't notice too. It she, was so she,
0: crazy, right? It was really short notice. But the thing that was even crazier was after you reached out to her, she called me on the phone within five minutes, and yes. I was and she's like, "Hello, this is Meredith Baxter," and I was like, "Oh." Well, and she said, You know, I never do this. And I said, I never get this. And she was left like, so great and she was wonderful. She was. She was, that was great. Uh, that's amazing that you got her. Okay. So then I think Gary yeah. might have been next. I didn't know Gary.
1: Yeah. Him, I, I did know. And to get him so. was pretty funny and was not that easy. I've worked with him on a lot of, you know, for him you know, on a lot of different shows. And no. uh, I just thought he would be great for the room. And so what happened was, I tried a couple of different ways to get to him and then um, he, he agreed to do it, but his secretary was kind of standing in the way of giving me a date. So uh, what happened was um, one of his uh, producers died and I was invited to the memorial service. And so I sat really near him and he was eating soup. And so I thought, this is like a really good time to pitch women who write while he's just eating. And he was sitting with the deceased's family. I thought, this is like a really- Oh my god. So he's as he's like, he's like in the manner that you would think, you know? And oh I, I said there was, and he knew about it, but nothing was happening. So I said, you really ought to do this group. It's all women. They all write. Wait, Some
0: are Robin, is on here. Cindy's significant other, I'm screaming. Robin's on here, hi Robin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. Okay, so Gary's eating, stu- wait, he's
1: eating stupid. He a-, a-, a shiva? Not a funeral. A memorial, it was a memorial service that was at, you know, the smokehouse in yeah, yeah. uh, Burbank. So they um, had this, it was a, pr- a producer and he was Gary's like best friend and okay. he died. And so all the writers that had worked with him were you know were at were at this memorial service. And right. so and it was like, you know, the most the hilarious people sitting there like if a writer dies, it's like a really good function to go to because everybody's really gonna make a great eulogy. It was really funny. So um Gary was you know eating the soup and then I start pitching him the, the women who write and that he should come and I go, and well, it's all women, and people go, You like women? And he goes, yeah, yeah I, I like women. And I go, and it's writers, it's some actors. And um, he goes, I'll do it, I'll do it. And, and the deceased family said to him, you should do it. And his son was there. His son said, you should do it. And um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know if at that point I said, it's in my friend's living room. I'm not sure <laughs> I said that. But he said, go talk to my secretary. So now the secretary who had really kind of been putting me off if she's on here i'm sorry i, I, um, I know exactly i'm sorry but, yeah. yeah but um i went to her and i said gary said to pick a date and that date was like finalized the next day wow and he said yes and so had that guy not died you would uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would have had him or you wouldn't have him years from now so and gary gary said, started calling us <laughs> girls in the
0: kitchen
1: the, in the women kitchen, kitchen. Yeah, because I had gone through his sister. His sister said he'll go, he'll he'll do anything, and you know I do know him, but um, it was just wonderful. He agreed so quickly, and he he didn't care what it was. And then when he got there, it was he had a book if you remember, and he didn't want to read the book. He talked for two hours on writing, acting, directing, being in in show business. Right. It was off the top of his head it was un- i thought it was unbelievable i was so excited
0: his <laughs> his big advice to us was finish that's the thing he said and he said nobody ever died of
1: embarrassment and i have a really he funny said, literally, little thing. because no nobody ever died of embarrassment you know literally so cuz a lot of people want to share their work you know because it it's risky when you share your work and um you're afraid you're going to be embarrassed by somebody saying that it's not good and you have to make phone calls and put yourself out there and it's hard for everybody to do there's nobody who really likes that part of the business so he wanted to address and, that he said finish and, and and you know put your thing and put your stuff out there you know i don't know
0: if you saw that i'm sure you did i made a video a little short video right after that where i was i was like sort of auditioning for him while i was introducing <laughs> him <laughs> and then the last shot, then it shows Gary saying no one ever died of embarrassment literally and then there's my grave and it's me in there. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, that's funny. It's real it's a really funny video. Angie made it with me. Yeah, it's really funny. I'll have to upload that today. Um yeah, that was an that was such a magical day and somebody just pointed out Linda that the three people on the on the on the left side of the photograph are all gone now, Sandy, Suzanne and Gary. Um, I wonder if it's like Ten Little Indians, and we're going to get knocked off one at a time. Yeah. Jack, God forbid! Oh my God! Jackie said to say hello. By the way, before um, I, my friend Connor Kapoor is on here, a guy I used to manage in the, in the '80s, a rock and roller. Wow, Connor Tribble, Nancy Klan. hi Nancy. Um, we looked lamb, Nancy says. Um, Robin, when when I said who did you book in here, Robin said me, and he and you did. Robin played yeah. the living room. With Meredith, oh. right? I think Meredith. What? So I tell us about so. Robin Hill, tell us about your, your significant other, give us some background. <laughs> you
1: don't know the way you make me feel. Yeah, that that's me. right, he had, he's English, he had a hit called You Don't Know, he was uh, part of a group of him and his girlfriend before me, um, ah. it's a good thing. Me, me first, because I can't sing,
0: um, Robin says it's a secretary's job to
1: keep crazies like you at a distance. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, and tell us about Robin. And, I, um, um, I, met, I, I met him 25 years ago at a party. Um, wow. Um, yeah, it was a it was a night I was supposed to go to a movie with my yeah. friend Debbie, my friend Debbie Pearl, who, as you know, we could talk about Ed Asner. And yeah. um, it was one of those things she said we're invited to a party and it was like where it sounds too far but where? because it's well you never know you can meet somebody that that was the that was the night that changed my life so you you have wow. to also say yes to things that sound too far away wow that's crazy
0: um so taking a chance on love really worked for for you <laughs> taking well yeah. not love you just You just, you know, I think it's about saying yes. I think there's something about saying yes in in the universe that when we say yes, where I wish I had a picture of Robin to put up here. Um, I didn't didn't think ahead. I'm gonna take down Gary now. Um, But yeah, um, so, okay, so then after that, I believe our next one was
1: Cindy Williams. So how much, what did you do to get Cindy? No, I didn't get you Cindy Williams, but I, I work with her. Oh. I got uh, yeah, that was a Lynn, Lynn Stewart. Lynn Stewart got us Cindy, that's right. Not you, Cindy, but I mean I, you know, knew her. Uh, you know, um worked with her on Laverne and Shirley, which um that's the, the um, funny thing like, I to, talk to you. We have Amy Stiller with us. Amy's in the house. Do you know Amy? No, Ben Stiller and the oh well, hi. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And 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 Jerry's daughter, Jer- Jerry and Anne. Am. Amy is a fucking actress and comedian in her own right. Hi, Amy. Yeah. And with us and Rose is with us. And just saying hi to everybody that's joining us. Uh Robin said, careful. I don't know what he's re- referring to. Um so um okay, so we're gonna let's get back to the people you brought in and then we'll talk about your working. You did bring us Carrie Elway's.
1: Oh yes, I forgot. That's right. I did.
0: Oh. I didn't forget. Wow. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. That also was uh, a friend of mine uh, knew him and I met his wife and I loved his wife. His wife is beautiful and funny and charming. And um, we actually I met her. uh, We kind of went to this thing about death row, a really cheery thing. And we sat and we had a really good time and I got to know her. You had a really good time about death row. Wait, explain this to me. Yeah. So her, so Carrie had played on Broadway. Uh, he played uh, this guy who was on death row, who was innocent. And he, the guy was on death row for like 20 years. His name was, yeah. Yeah. I forgot his name, but anyway, uh, Carrie cook, Carrie. Yeah. And um, so what happened was the, the um, actual guy that, that Carrie Elvis had played was doing a talk in Malibu. And I, I had met both of them before But we ended up Uh sitting together and laughing and joking around, and um, I just thought maybe he would. And also, I spent Halloween with a bunch of people, and he was in the group, and um, so I just thought, oh, maybe, maybe he'll do it. And he also said, sure. So you'd be surprised that people will say they'll say yes if you kind of know them. They will say yes. I, that was that was most probably about four
0: years ago. I want to say that Carrie was here. It was when his book came out, and um, oh my God, now I can't think of his line that he said. to, uh, Oh God. Um, oh, um, oh uh,
1: as you wish, or was it as you, as you wish?
0: As you wish. Yes, he. We got we got Carrie to say as you wish, and
1: he played um, characters. You know, from the Princess Bride. He played Wesley. He, he was in the Princess Bride. Um, Princess that, Bride. He played Wesley, the prince. The people who don't know. And he, oh God! Uh, he's, starring in a show now, he's starring in a show now on cable. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he was
0: also on. I think Stranger Things last, uh, um, last season or the season before. Yes, because I got to see him just a few months ago on a panel on a, on a Netflix panel, and I went up to him and I said, "Carrie, do you know who I am?" And he was like, he looked at me and. And I showed him the picture, and he goes, oh, my God. You know, and he took a new picture with me. He was lovely. He was lovely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and what was interesting was it was a very young crowd, and they did not know who he was. He was the only one not getting mobbed. Like all the Stranger Things kids were getting mobbed, and Carrie was just sitting there. They weren't. They, but then people realized who it was, and. He had his people. Amy tells me she's not really funny. She's an actress. She can be funny, but she's mostly an actress. All right, but she says thanks anyway. <laughs> Debbie says she adores Carrie. Debbie, you deserve to meet Carrie. Debbie, our COVID. Um, so um, <laughs> you will always be our COVID person. Um, so uh, wait, I'm looking at what they're saying to us. Toby says, nice audience in the house. I'm all ears. Cindy, you speak so fondly. mm Did Cindy get Norman Lear?
1: Um, Who got Norman Lear? i got Norman Lear. I didn't get him, but I I did work with him and I saw him very recently at a show. Um, And I did go up to him and I said to him, I work for you and um, I want to thank you for giving women an opportunity to be writers when there weren't that, when I started, there weren't that many women writers. Oh, I love that so much. Um, What did he say to you? Because he's very gracious, Norman. The wife jumped in and she said, thank you so much for saying that. I want to talk to you. (laughs) So that Uh was really, yeah. Yeah, his wife was really excited. Lynn, Lynn um, Yeah. I met Norman at,
0: uh, the first time I met Norman was with Gregory Cope White. We went to see um, uh, Eve Gordon in a play. And Eve and Greg had worked with Norman on um, what was the show that Holland Taylor was the star of? Um, No, the the Norman show. It was a show about uh, uh, the white house or something. I can't think of the name of it anyway. So Eve was on that show and Greg was a writer on the show. And so we went to see it and I met Norman. And of course, when everybody meets Norman, I assume the first thing they say is all in the family. And I ran up to him and I went, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman! Yeah. And it made him smile, because that's not a credit I think that most people, I love that make. show. yeah, but yeah, Norman. That was Norman. So we became, uh, that was nice. But then I saw him at Phil Rosenthal's maybe just a month later. And I started hounding Norman then. And it took about three years for me to get Norman. But what a get that was! What a day that was! You guys were here for that, right?
1: I wasn't there.
0: Oh, okay. Know. Well, it, it was. He was quite something. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked. He's another one who talked for like Gary and wow. Norman. Insisted on doing it alone. There was no music. Was no. I did have music. I'm sorry. We did have music to open for Norman, I believe. But um, maybe not. I, I think Norman maybe wanted to do it alone. Um, it was, it was really um, spectacular. But, yeah. So, okay, so now we've talked about all the people you've brought to women who write. I brought now you I, Ed
1: Asner, too. Ed Asner. He was a good oh
0: dude. Oh, my I
2: God. Okay, so
0: tell the story about what happened when you brought us Ed.
1: How, how that, what that became. My friend Debbie Pearl was, um, wrote on a show that he did called Thunder Alley, and she became friends with him. And she's done you know, various things with him. And I knew that she knew him really well. And I thought, oh, we got to get him. So I called her and I said, I have an idea. Why don't you write a scene for Ed and then bring them to Women Who Write? And she said, oh, I like that idea. So she called him up and she said, um, I'd like to write a scene for you. Would you know? And you would do this again. They don't know the living room, right? And he goes, okay. Mm-hmm by the way, I'm just, I'm
0: shouting out. Everybody's talking about what we were talking about. I feel bad that I'm not addressing the comments like I normally do, but we'll, we'll get to you guys. Connor, of course, I give you a shout out. Debbie says, Ann, Ann Richards, the actress from the, who brought up Ann Richards? Did you bring up Ann Richards? <laughs> um, Tova was obsessed with Mary Hartman, Amy. Nancy was here for Norman. Yeah, I know you were, Nancy. Okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted your story. Let's go back. Back to you.
1: So um, Debbie said to him, okay, I'll write you something. What do you want me to write about? And um you won't be surprised that Ed said fucking. She said, okay, I'll write you a scene about fucking. That's what he said. And so she did and he appeared and she then, you know, and then she was in it with him. You know, she read I'm the not, line. It was, called, it was called Getting Ed Laid was and what then it was she called. Did a, she did a short and won awards. All from just, do you want to write a scene? Yeah, that ended up to be really good. He's great. And that's
0: the thing that, she, that um, Debbie wrote it for Ed to do with her in the living room. They yes. did it. She then made it into a little thing, and Jean Smart played the part with Ed, and they won awards for getting yes, Ed late. And then I got to interview Ed um, in his um, den wearing boxer shorts and fuzzy slippers, and I, he wore a Santa cap for me. And all his Emmys were around us. And he ate pizza during the show and went to the bathroom during the show. <laughs> he got a long head. And then he came
1: back. He did it again yeah. when he came
0: out last year.
1: Uh-huh. He's great. He's wonderful. Did I've met him a couple of times. He's great. He's so warm and sweet. And he, he acts like when, he, when you talk to him, like, you're important. He's one of those people right. that asks you. He goes, well, so what do you do? He, he, that's yeah. what I'll say when you meet him. What do you do? Yep.
0: He really cares. Debbie says her uncle was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. The middle desk in the office. I used to go every week to the taping. Oh, my God, Debbie. You're a rock star. This is more fun than cable news. <laughs> <This is> Eric. <laughs> um Eric. Linda says, uh, where's Linda? Ho- yes, Holland Taylor was here. Um, oh, Powers That Be. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. That was the show, The Powers That Be. That was the show oh, that... Right. and that Gordon were on. Um, Ed's a Scorpio. Yes, he is. Um, What did you expect? He's a fucking Scorpio. The sex sign. (laughs) I'm a fucking Scorpio. The sex sign, too. Happy birthday from Trish. Since we all must stay at home, I thought it would be sweet if I wrote you a poem. You're amazing and super special in every way. I hope although you're in quarantine, you had a blessed birthday. Wow. Thank you here with us a bunch of Facebook strangers as we enjoy your interview with Dick Abelson on Game Changers. <laughs> All the best. That's from Trish. Yay. Yeah, that was terrific. Wow. You got a wow. birthday home. That was um, amazing. <laughs> Did you think new TV and movies will be cartoons since actors can't perform together with crews to assemble? Who said that? That's genius. Uh, Jill is at that question. Jill Stacy.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, like about a year ago, there was a trend where they were doing commercials where they were like cartoon, but they kind of look like people, you weren't really sure. And they're saving money on on doing that. So, you know, I bet you're right. Um, They've already
0: started. I I saw this. They've cartoonized uh, some sitcom right now. I just saw that yesterday. Amy Stiller says, my mom was on Rhoda as Sally. Hell yes, the aging stewardess, Ann Mira. Hell yes, Ann oh, Mira,
1: god. oh my god. You want to hear something funny, when I was starting out, somebody knew um, Still and Mira, and I, I I wasn't a writer yet. And I don't know, um, did you live in Great Neck? Because somebody was going to bring a script over to, the house, to, to wherever they lived. I remember thinking Still and Mira, I used to watch them on the Ed Sullivan show, it was so funny. So, both of them were absolutely yeah, wonderful.
0: They were I'm fabulous. honored
1: Amy is watching.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Um, uh, Linda says, Michelle Hines' birthday today also. Hi Michelle, happy birthday, miss you. Oh my God. Um, I would love for her to watch later and see it. Um, Amy, I loved your mom. We all, lo- who didn't love Anne Mira? Oh my God. Claymation. Toby says there's going to be claymation. Um, Amy says, Vicki, you have the same vocal qualities as Elaine Boosler. I love Elaine. Do you think so, really? Um, uh, I'm flattered. Elaine uh, Elaine and I met on Facebook uh, 12 years ago and became fast friends. And she's done Women Who Write uh, a few times. I love Elaine. Hi, Dave. He's saying hi to you. Dave's on, uh, Cindy. He's saying hi to you. Uh, Anne grew up in Rockville Center, but, uh, but Amy, where did you guys lived? Uh, They lived on the Upper West Side, right? So they didn't live in, on Long Island. um, Yes.
1: But I remember being really excited that they could possibly even look at anything that I wrote. So yeah, they were big deals. That's um, a, that's a, a dynasty, that family.
0: Absolutely. So okay, so let's hear some story. let's hear some juicy stories. So what was your first um, what was your first sitcom, Cindy?
1: The first sitcom was The Bad News Bears, and that starred Jack Warden. And um, a, a lot of, and also the kids like all became stars, like Corey Feldman. I mean, there were a lot of children on the, on that show that ended up doing very well too. But that was my first that was my first show at Paramount. Were you here when Corey did the living room? Yeah, and what's funny is I, have, I gave him some photos that I had of him as a little boy. He was about eight, and I had pictures oh of him my and God. his father, and he said, can you email this to me because I have no photos of my childhood. So I sent him oh all these pictures God. I had that I took. He was eight, and it was not a very
0: – His son was here that day. His son, who was about eight at the time, was here that day. Um, And so you sent him the pictures from his childhood? Wow. Yeah, it
1: was a really wonderful picture of him and his father, and he doesn't have a relationship with his father, so he really liked that Mm. photo, which was interesting. Mm. I don't know why he doesn't have any childhood photos. I do not know what the story is, but he did thank me for them.
0: Wow. My
1: first Uh, first show was the Bad News Bears, like I said, at Paramount. And and, um, how was that as an experience, writer? How was that experience? Well, I was hired as an apprentice writer. And, uh, but um, that, that that meant they taught you, but you went off on the first day and wrote, you know, they would give you a scene and they, what they did is they would couple you with somebody else. They would team you mm-hmm. with, with some, somebody you else. Hired? At that point I did not know. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote the things myself and they, they pitch it out to you, you know, they tell you what's in the scene and then, They give you a couple of jokes and then you have to go off and then in an hour or whatever time they give you, you come back and you're an apprentice writer, but you're facing all the people that are experienced and then they read it out loud and neither you hit or you. (laughs) Very, very nerve wracking. And I was lucky because I was, I was a good joke writer and that's like really important to them. And then they rewrite everything. And maybe if you're lucky one line stays, but, um, I loved yeah. it. I mean, I love the pressure. I love being sent off. I just thought it was so much fun. I love walking around a lot. Paramount in those days had a lot of movie stars. You'd see Cary Grant walking around and all these wow. amazing people. I was 24 years old. I just thought it was this is like wow. the most exciting experience.
0: How did you get your first gig, Cindy? Uh, by the way, Eileen says hi, and Dave says happy birthday. How did you get your first um how did you get your first gig?
1: The, the um, I wrote, bar- yeah, I I wrote a uh, spec script in graduate school. I went to school for writing, and then. Um, what school my did you mother, go to? I went to the New York Institute of Technology on Long Island. In the old, wow. uh, in old Westbury. And what did um, you do? The text. What was your spec script on? What show? Well, it was uh, *Laverne and Shirley*, and that's. And three years later, I was on staff there, and I didn't know a single soul in Hollywood or anybody when I wrote that script. But that was my dream, to, was to be okay. on that show. So it was like two, three years get- Okay, so you're on Bad News
0: Bears, and so how long, was Robert Wall on that show? No. He was in the movie, I, he was in the movie. So, okay, so, movie, right. so what, um, how long did you stay on the Bad News Bears, and where did you go from there?
1: So what happened was like a lot of shows, um, it was, it ended, you know, it gets canceled, right. You know, they move it to another night and then nobody watches and it's over. But then what happened was, was really interesting was one of the producers um, was hired onto Laverne and Shirley. And then I was offered that job. So I ended up with my dream just, because of a like, it seemed like a happenstance, really, or not? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do anything to get that job, that particular job. So it was an absolute dream come true for me because that was what my my dream was. My spec, I had two spec scripts, both were um, Laverne and Shirley's, and then I wrote a spec, Mark and Mindy, and I ended up doing that show on staff too. So I, a lot of times, I'm really one of these people that think if you manifest something. I was just going to ask you about that. Do you think you manifest your dreams? Yeah, I do. I do. How do you explain? How how could you explain any of those things? I mean, if I particularly tried to get a job on something that I wrote, then no, that's my effort. So it was my effort plus some, some serendipity. You know, my my yeah. mother knew some. The other thing is my mother. My mother had a friend, and my mother was telling everybody, "Cindy wants to be a writer." And my mother yeah. knew somebody who was a writer on Laverne and Shirley um, later on. And and um, it was Baba Lou Mandel. A lot of people on here will know Baba Lou Mandel yeah. and uh-huh. And when I, w- I went out to LA, I call- it was her, it was her nephew. And so when yeah. I went out, I called, I, I called a lot of people's nephews. And a lot of people's <laughs> and a lot of people I anything. And that was the one that. You know, he said, I'll read you scripts and then gave it to his boss. Lowell at the time, it was Lowell Gans. They became uh-huh. really well-known movie writers. You know, they did yes. tons uh-huh. of Slash and City Slickers and, you know, but at that time they were doing television. And um, then I got to meet with, um, I, I got to go see how shows are shot. They invited me. Uh-huh. I got to sit in writers meetings and I thought, I think I could do this. Because how would you really know, really? But I got to go on the set. I got, you know, so um I really, really wanted I really wanted to do that. And then what happened was I Lowell Gann sat down with me in my scripts and he said you need to move from New York to LA if you want to be a writer. And wow. he said and he said you have talent. He said you have no idea what a story is, but he said you'll learn.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. You well, know, it's good said, that honest with you. Well, um, you know what? Re- go ahead. I was gonna say, you know. You can't teach people to be funny, but you can teach them format. That's, you know, that's what he said is so, you know, your script could be really terrible, but if he could recognize that somebody has a good sense of humor or, or a sense of character, you, you know, the rest can be taught. Now, it was very different from when I was starting out. No, everybody wants to be a writer and they take really great classes with really good teachers. So it's, it's probably much harder even now in a way to, to make it because the competition is much stiffer. Um, this is a great one for
0: the COVID crazies. Wait, uh, Laura says, doors so often open and not because you grab the door handle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we did. don't grab door handles these days. No, um, that's,
1: that's funny, De- I like Debbie
0: like. says, I worked with, jo- with Joel Zwick, uh, who directed Laverne and Shirley. Oh yeah. Um, not, um, some of the episodes. Um, yeah. Thank you, Trish, Trish says this is so great. Uh, Familiar names with credits, amazing. This interview is just awesome, nice. Um, I'm funny, no form, I don't know what that means. Okay, Cindy, if you had questions, who was was your go-to person, if you had questions when you were writing?
1: Does that mean on my first job or on any job or? It means that when you were a
0: young writer, if, and you had questions. Who who did you have a go to? Did you have a mentor? Well, I guess is what. Well,
1: what ended up happening was uh, Babalu Certainly, um, I gave my script, my my the script that was the closest to being submitted. I gave to him, and he went over it, and he gave me notes. Some of the things I didn't really understand. Like for instance, um, he he there was a a scene that I wrote, and it ended with a. A cereal, it had a cereal, somebody was pouring cereal. I don't remember why, but so he said to me, You need a button here. And I said, I need a button there. So, like I'm thinking you pour the cereal and a button just falls out. What? Why? Okay, I don't I didn't really understand. And I didn't know Uh a button meant the end of the scene. A lot of you know that it just means the the final joke in a you know in a multi-camera show is the final joke before you move to your your next scene. But I, you know, so that was the person that he went over my scripts, but truly how I learned to write was on the job. And so Mm -hmm. you would have, when they would go over your scripts with you and it would be in front of everybody, they, they, you know, they would give you a list of things never to say. They said, don't They would say, "Well, now this we're going we're going to go back a long time, so these are very dated things." But I'll, I'll tell you, at the time, what what the do not do not do a Dolly Parton joke. They said your <laughs> your, your your hairdresser can do that. We're not hiring you to do a Dolly Parton joke. <laughs> That's how something Gary Marshall would say. I'm but sure anyway. and, uh, you're right, and and the people that I was working with were trained by Gary Marshall, so each group gave the gary absolutely gary's thing was always throw out page eight you don't need page eight <laughs> i don't know what i mean but we also you don't need page eight page eight Gary um, also said like um
0: he had a, a funny thing the carl Reiner was writing for him or something and they brought in a scene and it was something like the 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 flight attendant i don't know the doorman says something funny and gary was like you're the writer. You
1: write yeah. this something funny. You don't say say something funny. Yeah, that no, that yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely true. The other thing that they said, oh my god, this is a good story. I remember this. There was there was a guy on staff that everybody hated. And the reason everybody hated him is he was the lover of a big shot executive at Paramount. So he was put on the show and he made three times the amount of me. And he had no experience just like me. So, I mean, people just did not like him. And so he would always be going to meetings and movie meetings and all. And the more meetings he went to and he wasn't sitting at his desk, they hated him more and more. So what happened was they gave us they gave us a list of the three things do not ever say. One was do not have a Dr. Martin joke. One was do not ever say, we're about to have a close encounter of a whatever kind you know don't, don't do that <laughs> a time when every show used that joke yeah and the third one it probably would still hold up today and i think yeah. woody allen is guilty of it is yeah. what am i chop liver that's the that was the third one they said we do not hire you to do that your mom could <laughs> say that don't do that so this, <laughs> this particular guy was off in a meeting when they gave us these three rules and he comes back and he's given a scene alone to write. Nobody wanted to write with him. And you know, everybody right. has to hand in their scenes and they get up to his scene and he had three of them. He had, this is gonna be a close encounter, of the whatever kind. And he had one of my chop And they took the script and they threw it across the room. And it was like, this is so good. And he was fired very, very shortly after. So yeah. by the way, so Eileen said, I'm now
0: throwing out page eight on everything. <laughs> okay. So I know you have Robin Williams story and community and Mindy, you know, Robin, oh my God. So to t- tell us about, tell us about Robin Williams.
1: Yeah, that was, um, at a, you know, I've worked with a lot of really iconic people. Yes, you have. Um, that one was, he was really special and the people on the show knew he was really special. And, um, you know, he he was just innately funny. It, you know, he he everything was written. What people don't really understand about the show is every line well,
0: was written. She would read a book about these stories. So I think you have a book to write, Cindy, because it's true. Your stories are great.
1: Go ahead, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Okay, so every, every line was written in, in a script because not that he wasn't funny or clever, but the other actors were not improv actors. So if he were gonna start changing the script, they, they'd be standing there not really knowing what to say. But what would happen is he, so he would, re, he would have laughs at the reading. And then when they, it would be up on his feet in front of the writers, um, we didn't laugh as much as, as the day before. So he'd want right. all new lines. So you'd work like three in the morning replacing every single line that was already oh. really good.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And, and it was getting harder and harder, and we were getting more and more tired as the as the season went by, and you have less scripts, you know, done. So anyway, what but what would happen is, so Tuesday he'd get all new jokes, and then everybody would laugh. Well, then he wouldn't be happy the next day. And so he ended up having replacement jokes for a lot of different lines. So what would happen would be is if he was doing it in front of an audience, and right. – and they had to retake it, he would use one of the jokes that was earlier in the week. So people wow. would, so he could have three choices on many of the lines, and he was very bright. And I'm not saying he never ad-libbed. He did. But yeah. far less than you would think, really. Right, um, right. So um, a lot of people would say things like this to me. Do you just write Mindy's lines? I go, how would that, how would that work? I don't even know how that would work.
0: That's hysterical. You must have known Taylor Negron. I'm assuming that that was somebody you didn't know. Taylor?
1: No, but I knew oh. of him. I mean, he was on a lot of shows, you know. But I, right. don't, I didn't know him personally know, and I liked just,
0: him. So I, I I thought that you knew him. Um,
1: no, but I could so. give you a really good. I could give you a really good Robin Williams story, um, a personal story mm-hmm. that that um, I have. So um, you know, the writers. It depends on. On the show that you're on. On some shows, you know the actors better than others. And on some right. shows, writers are encouraged not to be that friendly with the actors because then Real, they give, give us the actors. Afters- what can you give us an example of that where that was so? Well, what 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 would happen just in general is yeah. people might come up to you and say, You're my writer. And and they didn't want you to be partial you know to anybody so um, uh-huh. generally, the, generally the, the writers were pretty separate from the actors but you you know you, you kind of know them and certain shows you knew them better definitely. So Morgan right. in not a, a personal friend of his by any means but one day right. I was walking across the lot and I was I, I was going to uh, the reading the you know when they they've all ha- got their scripts and they're gonna read the script for the first time at a table with all the writers, the producers, the production people. And um, you go through the scripts or everybody knows whether it's wardrobe, everybody knows what they're, you know, what's expected of them. And they could ask questions of the Uh producers. And and it's really the Robin Williams one was really, really fun. So I was, I was walking um, by myself. I had parked Mm -hmm. the car and um, I hear somebody whistling and yelling, wait up. And so I turn around, and it's him, and he's pretty far away. And I'm thinking, it can't be me. Why would he tell me to wait up? So I look behind me, and there's nobody behind me. So i <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it's me. So I wait for him, and he catches up to me. And then we're walking, and he doesn't really say anything. So then I think, oh, I'll just make small talk. So I said, well, what are you doing during the hiatus? I remember he was going to do GARP at the time. Remember the world oh. of of dark, and You're so I'm, I'm kind of talking and talking. And then he gives me like really short answers. And I'm thinking, why did you, I wanted to say, why did you want me to wait up? You have absolutely nothing to say to me, nor do you really want to say anything to me. So anyway, we walk all the way across the lot, And of course it was really far. And we get into the, um, the, the room where the, the reading was and it was like a, a switch had flipped and he became Robin Williams and and was crazy and funny and one-on-one, oh. he was really shy. I mean that I knew that's what it was. It was it, it wasn't me, right. it had nothing to do with me at all. But he felt, you know, that one-on-one kind of thing was really weird. But that personality change was so interesting to me. Um, absolutely so,
0: yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: And, and, you know, the other thing that I, I, I remember, there was a lot of drug use, a lot, and they hired a guy to drag him out of bed every single morning or wherever he was. I think he had some kind of a motel room or something. There was somebody in particular. And I was on the set the day after John, he was with John Belushi, and John Belushi... Uh, yeah, um, I, I
0: think Robin are having Chateau Marmont also, um, maybe,
1: yeah. We were on the set. We were waiting for a rehearsal. We had just heard that he was with John Belushi, who had died the day before, uh, you know, from drug, for the people who don't know, you know, from um, drug use. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he walked in, and we were, like, sitting in the stands waiting for the run-through. And he looked up at us, and he said, I know what you all think. You think I'm next. And then it was, like, supposed to, like, go be funny. So that was, like, another really kind of interesting... And then the other thing was, he was very, very upset when the show was canceled. He was crying. They had to pull him from, you know, back, you know, backstage, wherever his dressing room was or anything. I mean, he really did care about the show. He really did want it to, to go on. Um, he was very emotional. Um, was, but I, I just saw he had a light in his eyes that I think very few people have. There was a twinkle. There was a lot of at times joy that you could see that there was some pain in his eye. I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it, but I used to think that he was in a very interesting person. and I felt really bad that he had that kind of end because I thought he was a genius.
0: Well, he, he certainly it- lived a very full life while he lived and, I, and the personal tragedies are all horrible, but the, the legacy that he's left behind is extraordinary. Um, and everybody that I know that, know, has, that knew him Everybody loved him like crazy. My husband got to do um, improv with him at the comic strip in 1980 or something. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. All right, so let's talk about Laverne Shirley for a bit because there's been a lot of public conversation about the fact that um, Penny Marshall, well, you almost got me Penny Marshall. We came this close to getting Penny she Marshall but he yes. got She, she said, said yes yeah. and, um, She had uh, a, re- a recurrence of her cancer and and ended up backing up. But she did say, yes, we, this close we got. So, so was there a, um,
1: was there a competitive thing with, with, with Penny and Cindy? Was that a real thing? I, from what I understand, you know, they used to have those National Enquirer articles that, you know, would say they count lines and all kinds of different kind of things. I mean, there are a couple of funny stories that I, that I remember while I was, while I was on the show. One of the things that happened and this is really yeah. funny, i um, trying to remember which one, if it was Penny, it was Penny. Um, yeah. she, had seen in, she had seen in TV Guide that there was gonna be a rerun that week. And she saw yeah. that it was a Shirley rerun and the week before was a Shirley rerun. So it was, the audience was in, in their seats when she was sitting back there reading the TV Guide and she said, I'm not, you don't need me. You only need her. And so she went out to her car and the mm-hmm. producer, I remember, was running after her. And we all <laughs> were laughing because we were thinking, they, she was yelling and their dressing rooms were, were right next to each other so everybody can hear everything. So everybody always said Cindy Williams was just in her dressing room <laughs> going, oh, you know. So um, the producer said to her, we don't pick the reruns. The network picks the reruns, It's just next week. It'll be a Laverne rerun, maybe. I don't. I don't really know. So that was one of the things that happened. The other thing that was really funny was, um, you know, Cindy Williams had um, some spats with the the studio, and uh, she ended up leaving. And then, like Penny was bringing in all her celebrity friends. So what happened was, (laughs) when when Cindy left, um, for some some crazy reason the ratings went up that week so there wow. was a writer there was a writer named harry crane and he said now if we could just get rid of Laverne <laughs> oh. oh my god, <laughs> oh, have my a god. hit, have a I never hit. about Laverne and censorship what was that what's that about so um so my partner and I Lisa Kite wrote um, a script and yeah Script was about uh, Laverne's cousin uh, comes from Italy to visit her, and yeah. um, at some point in the script, um, he goes and he works at the zoo, <laughs> and the a bear escapes. <laughs> See, I'm I'm thinking this. I'm thinking I don't know how we did this, but a bear escapes, and what happens is the bear walks into the the apartment where Laverne and Shirley are sitting and they have to get a real bear. They don't get a guy in a bear costume. They get, at first when we wrote it, we wrote, it was a lion. And they said, that's too dangerous, but we'll give you a bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the bear was trained on marshmallows. Wherever marshmallows were, the bear would go where the marshmallows were to eat it. So. Penny and Cindy was sitting on the couch and the bear was going to come in behind them and they were not going to see the bear. And they had to do their lines knowing this bear was going to go right... Giant, giant, big, huge bear was going to oh. eat this marshmallow. And in the series, they had Laverne like scooter pies, which, you know, is partially marshmallow. Right, right. So um, there... <laughs> So there was actually a stage direction we wrote, and it said, "The bear enters." <laughs> bear <laughs> enters. So, so the bear. So and the audience is like, you know, if the bear gets mad, and they also said to them, "You can't have your period, or the the bear will attack you." That was the oh other. thing. They to, yes, they had it. Yeah, they had to find out. There's no bleeding from whatever. Set. <laughs> Able to have their period. <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, yeah. To scare you into getting it, you know? God. So um, they're eating, you know, they're, they're talking about the cousin or whatever, who's not home. They don't know where he is. And then the bear comes in and goes right in between them and, you know, grabs the scooter pie. And then Laverne, they look, and they, you know, it's not like a bear is in your house all the time. So they're screaming, right. And they're screaming. And, and the bear is following them around because she still has that scooter pie. And so now the cousin who is played by, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name. he's a, he's a famous football player that became an, an actor. Uh, I can't remember at the moment, but um, anyway, so what happens is the the cousin comes in and he says something to the bear to call the bear off in Italian. So they needed a line that was, <laughs> what does he say to the bear, you know? He says something, and then what does Laverne say? She needed a line, so right? the line that we had is it must be Italian for "Don't kill the virgins." Well, <laughs> that time they had censors who said you can't say virgin, you can't wow. say virgin, and it wow. was like my my first really big joke in a show, and it was like, no, oh no, this is terrible, this is terrible. <laughs> Oh, you know, I was like, so excited. I was like, I finally get a, like a real line in the show. So um, the 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 producers had a big, huge fight with uh, this, you know, they were called censored at the time and then they became standards and practices and now there isn't any at all. And they could use some probably, but um, they <laughs> left it. They left it, they left it. So if you watch that episode, they say, must be Italian for don't kill the virgins. Don't um, eat the virgins, it probably was. I, I don't I don't I don't remember, maybe don't eat the virgins. But anyway, um That's yeah, fabulous. and and when you think now nowadays you you know, you can say all kinds of stuff. And I, I, I don't mind bad language, but it better be funny. And a lot of the stuff I see is like bad words for the sake of bad words. And I, I don't
0: Okay, so Cindy, you know that I'm a foul mouth person all the time, and yet you still come and watch shooting the <laughs> shit every day.
1: You, you so, I'm on a show that is called shooting the ship, right? That's, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of
0: built in, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. So tell us about Lucille Ball. Cause I can't believe you have a Lucy story.
1: I do have a Lucy story. So the reason I wanted to write Laverne and Shirley was because my favorite show was I love Lucy. So um, what happened was I did a show that you'll know called Alice with Linda um, Lavin.
0: Dave, Dave, asked you to please tell a story about working on Alice that I was going to tell you. That was one of the comments. I've been trying to read them really fast.
1: Yeah, go ahead. So um, the producers of, of Alice was Madeline Davis and Bob Carroll Jr. and they wrote every I Love Lucy. So um, when they took over out, so Alice originally, you know, was a movie. And then it became yeah. a television show, and it was a one-camera, a single-camera show, and the ratings uh-huh. were not good. So they brought in Bob and Madeline to make it a, a multi-camera, funny show. That's and uh-huh. that's a, a broader, a broader show rather than more like a little movie. So right. I, mean, I I was very excited to work on them on that show. I mean, I I didn't particularly like. It was my sensibility. I don't really like that sort of southern humor, but I was so excited. And Linda Lavin is just so good that I ended up being very fond of when I were was you working. Here, did, did Women Who Write, were you here when Linda did oh, yeah, women no, write? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. I, I think she's really wonderful. And, and I ended up really, really liking the show, but but I had to, the Kiss My Grits and all that, uh, That wasn't really my thing, yeah. but. Um, so, but Bob and Madeline, I really wanted to know Lucy's stories. And the first day I met them was like, could you tell me Lucy's stories? And they were older writers and they said, well, we don't wanna be dinosaurs, so we don't really talk about it. So I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm a dinosaur too, can't you tell me? So I was like, you know, they they really didn't wanna talk about it. So what happened was, um, two things happened. One is they eventually did talk about it the last day of the show. They said, we'll take you out for lunch and we'll tell you anything you wanna know. So I got really good Lucy stories and Desi stories. And cheating stories and all kinds of good stuff. All right, we need a story, Cindy. I, I can't tell all of them, but I'll, tell, but I'll tell this Lucy story. So, they had a Christmas party for Alice, and yeah. they invited everybody that they had ever worked with. So, you had people like Mary Witts from Lucy, you know, who did, <clears throat> she was the the ballet teacher, right? I wanted to do whatever. And they had um, Mrs. Howell from Gilligan's Island. It was like, this is like the greatest party. It's like, this is my childhood, right in this apartment. Well, what happened was, I knew Lucy was going to be there, and I said to them, "Would you introduce me to her? Like that would really mean a lot to me." And they said, "Yes, but we'll tell you when. Like don't go over to her. We'll tell you when." Like, okay, that's fine. So, um, she was the first guest there, so she did not make an entrance. She wanted to be sitting. I don't know. I don't know if that meant she didn't walk well. Uh, It was maybe like. It was 1984. I don't think she died. That much later, probably. I don't. I don't know. Maybe a couple of years later. So she was uh-huh. the first one. there And there was a point they came over to me and they said, "You can meet Lucy now." And I got really nervous. I went from being like, "I really want to meet her," to like, "Now I'm not so sure." I was just like, "Oh my god!" Uh, so they, you know, what they brought her, um, what? It's intimidating. Lucy's it's intimidating. intimidating. So she was sitting with her husband, um, Gary. Uh, what was his name oh. Morton? Robert. Robert Morton. Robert Morton. Yeah. 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 And I always felt bad, but like she wasn't married to Desi anymore, so it was like the schleppy guy was sitting next to her, I was like, I know, It's like, she's not with Desi anymore, I felt, I don't know. So anyway, um, we were introduced to her, and she said, I love women writers, sit down with me. So we were talking television comedy, who she thought was funny, she was talking about that she didn't like (laughs) that actors. Who did she say that she thought was funny? She she, she, said that act- well, she said that actors would tipping the jokes. She said, like, they would smile before a line, you know, and, and, like, Lucy played things very sincerely and very straight. Although she was doing absurd things, the character was right. very sincere. And so she said yeah. that an actor that she loved, she said, you know, one of those new actors that I love is John Ritter. She thought he was – she loved, mm-hmm. loved him. So anyway, while wow. we're talking – to her. And I, I I mentioned some episode and it was like, it was an episode, uh, it was called Madam X, where uh, Lucy thinks Ethel is a cat burglar and the other one thinks the other one is. And she goes, I don't remember that. And I was like, you don't remember that? She goes, no, I don't remember that. I said, oh, okay. Now, while I'm talking to her, her husband is going, you know, I've been married to Lucy for twenty-five for 24 years, but I know her 25 years. I go, well, that's nice. And then she was saying, you know, Desi was a genius. He started the three camera shows. Right. And then her husband kept saying, you know what? I know Lucy, like, and he kept saying that. It's like, uh, you're not Desi, you're not Ricky. I'm sorry, you're not Ricky. I kept thinking <laughs> that. And so anyway, uh, we talked to her for about a half hour. And so afterwards, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, we, I was talking to um, Bob and Madeline. And I said, you know, it's really weird. I said, she doesn't remember all the episodes. He said, do you know how many episodes that she's done? And so, what's really funny is I'm on this page called The New Leave It to Beaver, uh, a Facebook page, and I wrote for that, the new incarnation of that show. Well, they posted a show the other day that has my name on it, but I have no recollection ever being wow. on it, writing it. So, I'm Lucy at this point. It's like I don't remember a lot of stuff anymore.
0: Dave says um, Lucy died in 89. Uh, so it, what you saw her, you know, yeah, pretty close. To, um, so yeah, maybe she, she was walking.
1: I, I didn't see her leave, and I didn't see her get there. And believe me, I was watching. Okay, was so speaking,
0: speaking of funny ladies, that's a great story. I just love that. And I love that she loves women writers and that she celebrates women. I love that, that she did. Um, how about Carol Burnett?
1: Carol Burnett was my other hero. Uh, 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 I just absolutely love Carol Burnett. I used to watch the show with my friend on the phone. Do you remember watching television on the phone with your friends, so Carol Burnett was yeah. one of them. right? The cord is going, they had the long cord so you could yes. walk around the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, what happened was um, this connects to work but it doesn't start out as work. Um, my, my brother met her daughter at Larry Parker's. Do you remember Larry Parker's? Um, diner in Beverly Hills. Um, I was, was a, like a 24 hour diner. Yeah, so my brother just by happenstance happened to meet her daughter and they started dating. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. You, you gotta keep dating her. This is like, maybe you can marry her. Maybe I, it was just like so good. And the daughter uh, was Carrie. Carrie, you know, okay, oh. you, know, you, know Jody, you know Jody, I think, right? Carrie, it was Thank wonderful, you. I love Carrie she was really wonderful. So, you know, they were dating for a long time and I got to meet Carol. It was just like, "Oh my god." So, you know, if I went god. to see I went to see any of Carrie's things, Carol was there. Well, then Carol knew that I was a writer. So, um I was in Hawaii and she invited me to her house in Hawaii. It was my bro it was my brother and me and her kids. That was it. And like two other people. That was it. And so I'm sitting at her table and I'm going, I, you know, I, I couldn't help gushing, going, I wanted to be in your audience. She goes, well, now's your chance. You can ask me a question. Oh my and God. Thinking, and I'm thinking, I can't even come up with anything witty that I'm just, I, I, yeah. I thought, oh my God. Then uh, I did something, I, I'm sure it was stupid. And then she said to me, downstairs, I have a wall. And anybody that, you know, she had a lot of celebrity friends. She said uh-huh. anybody, Elizabeth Taylor, she told stories, wonderful stories. And she showed me her, you know, her, her, her pictures, her personal pictures. And it was like, this was like the greatest night of my life. So she said, okay, I want you to do me a favor. She said, I want you to go downstairs and there's a wall. And on that wall, anybody that is my guest has to write something. So go down there and write something on the wall. So I go down there and there's every famous person ever in Hollywood has written on that wall. And I'm thinking, whatever I write is going to sound stupid now. I can't, I can't even think, you know, so I wrote something that, you know, I think I wrote half a joke and said, my partner's not here, so I can't finish it. I, I just did not know what to do. So I go back upstairs and then she starts telling me that she wants me to write with her best friend. I, you know, instead of me having my partner like to write with with her friend who was a, a big writer at the time on her show. I forgot his, I do remember his name, but I'm not gonna say his name, but anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she then arranges a dinner and we go to Mr. Chow's in Beverly Hills. She says, I want you to meet your new partner. I didn't really know what to say because it was like, that wasn't gonna happen. But I right. wanted to go to Chow's with Carol Burnett's, <laughs> Like that was like really good. So I go there and yeah. Jane Fonda's at the next table and she comes over and Kara goes, this is Jane. And it's like, I love Jane Fonda. Oh my God, this is like better and better and better. I know. So then one day, a phone rings and I'm, yeah. I'm there. My brother is there. And my brother yeah. answers the oh, phone. That's when people didn't have cell phones. Like other people would answer your phone. So right. he says to me, I'm putting on makeup in the I'm putting on like some mascara or something. And he goes to me, carol's on the phone and i go carol who he goes oh net and i said it really loud because i didn't know anybody named carol that would be calling me so i pick up the phone and i go hello she goes what were you expecting carol channing <laughs> oh my god she goes i want you to do me a favor she said, I met a young actress in Canada, and I want you to pitch her. To- I was doing Oh, Madeline with Madeline Kahn. We were writing the pilot, and I had told her that. So Madeline Kahn, yeah. She asked, so she said, can you get her an audition? And I go, yeah, I, I think, yeah, sure. So when I went to work, I said, don't ask me why. But Carol <laughs> Burnett called me yesterday. <laughs> And she wants to know if, you know, you'll audition this girl. And they go, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of Carol stories, but that she's as charming and as funny. Uh, Cindy, have you ever got me Carol? Um, well, it's a long time ago. I, I haven't seen her in all of these years. She had moved at one point to Hawaii. Then my brother broke up. They broke up, Carrie and him, and it was like, no! No!
0: Don't <laughs> wake up! What a are
1: you area. Her. <laughs> it was like oh such a mistake. I know. I I know. So, um, yeah. So it was. It was really fun while it lasted. I got to go to restaurants with her, and people come over and audition for her and do weird things. Lots of really, no. yeah. And and she's you know to see what their lives are like. so many of her stature, she's still really really big all these Amazing. years
0: later. and she she did have a book come out fairly recently i you know i've never really asked jodie point blank i think i've said kind of danced around it with jodie i love her daughter jodie hamilton she's fabulous and she uh i've never jody has been to women who write but i I've, I've never really guts up say all right let's like get, get this in the book here
1: no but, who i jodie would definitely know my brother definitely absolutely so um yeah i i i was at the that dinner at carol's house jodie was there
2: that's so,
1: so crazy. Jody. Sure. So now I, I
0: hate to bring this up in the midst of all this fun stuff, but tell me about Bill Cosby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bill Cosby. So um, he was doing a show in New York and it was called Here and Now. And it was a spinoff, kind of. Um, <clears throat> this, they were giving the son, um, you know, Theo, the Jamal Warner, I think his name was, the, the one who played right. Theo in the show. They were giving him a show. I don't know that it was an official spinoff, but Bill Cosby was the executive producer. And I knew uh-huh. that the producers, you would know, Jay Moriarty. Um, J- Jesse and they were running the show for Bill, Mr. Cosby. And um, so they asked me if I wanted to do an episode, it would be possible. If I came to New York, I was saying I was going to go to New York, visit my family. And this was, you know, I was. they were in L.A., I guess, for the week. And they said, but you have to have Bill has to read a script, before, you know, before he has to approve your script. So I submitted something, and they said he liked it. So I knew that that was a possibility of me getting a script. So I came to New York for a visit. It was Christmas. and what, they said what, was, could, this at the, was this at the at the height of the Cosby thing? Was right after, his yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was yeah. right after that show they gave, yeah. Like I said, they gave the son his own right. uh-huh. show. I don't remember when that was, but yeah. Okay. It was in 1994. Okay. So, um, so I, you know, I thought I was going to do an episode and they told me to come down, um, to the set and that was fun. It was at, uh, Ka- Kaufman studios in uh, in, that was like pretty fun. And um, um, I went, I I was gonna go onto the set. And um, so when I went onto the set, um, Cosby was directing the scene, although he was not the director, (laughs) he was directing the scene, as saying they go here, whatever. And um, so Jay brought me over to him. And without being introduced, Cosby put his arm around my shoulders. And he continued oh, to- Oh no, you have him. a Me Too story? Well, not really. No, but it was it was a little, but you know what, the mindset is really interesting. When he did that and he continued to uh, direct the scene, I thought, well, this is weird. I don't know this guy, but it's Bill Cosby. He has his arm around my shoulder. You do give them more leeway than some stranger because anybody else you'd say, what are you doing? But I was like, wow, this is Bill Cosby. His arm <laughs> around my shoulder. But I had heard stories about him, to be honest. I had I knew somebody that worked for him. It was a woman. And mm-hmm. um I knew he said disgusting things and he invited her for notes up at his hotel room. I did know that. I didn't know how I didn't know he was drugging people or anything like that. Right. And I wasn't yeah. scared of him. but I did know that about you know that it wasn't cool what he was doing, that he said some really not, right. not nice things. So anyway, he was directing the scene and then he finished the scene. And then Jay said to him, um, uh, Cindy, um, oh shit, he's a, you know, Mr. Cosby or, you know, they'd call him the general, you know, or Mr. Cosby, but, you know, this is Cindy, you know, so he knew, he knew at that point that I had submitted that script and they said, and, uh, and Jay said to me, and you of course know who he is. And I put out my hand and I said, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Newhart. And he laughed. He oh. laughed. He <laughs> cool. So I, I, went, I went home and I got a call, and they said, You not only have a script, we're putting you on staff. He likes you.
0: Wow. Yeah, and he was a very long. ballsy yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Was, Jay, remembers, Jay remembers it a little differently. I've remembered it this way, so I've, I've told it this way. Jay remembers it a little differently but I'll stick with this version. Cause that's the one that I remember. And I have to have ask his version of it.
0: Um, ask him, his,
1: yeah, his version is probably the right one, but I, I like this version. That's the one I remember. I like, I like Your version. So,
0: all right, so I'm going to ask you to tell us one more story and then we have to do some COVID talking before we go, because this is what you and I do, but in the exactly. meantime, we have to do some disinfecting. So you said, you have a great story about the worst office ever.
1: Oh yeah. So um, there was a studio, it was called Orion and it was um, in a uh, city. And we were writing a pilot, which was like an I love Lucy type of uh, pilot for them. And um, we didn't have an office, but we said, you can't find any office for us. And they said, no. So there was a hallway that connected, like, you know, these offices were like in a big square around like like a perimeter. And in the middle, they had a hallway with two doors that connected both sides of the hallway. So we just thought mm-hmm. well we'll just work in the hallway. And in the hallway were a lot of boxes. They were like just junk in boxes. So we uh-huh. like really so people would walk through and think like who are these two people just sitting here and talking, but we're actually working when we're talking. So what we did right. is we took the boxes and we arranged them so it was like a maze to see if the people like rats would walk around the boxes and not say anything. <laughs> I mean, we didn't know any of the people, so we arranged right. the boxes And the people are like going around just for our amusement going, wow, let's see what we can get them to do. So one day my partner, uh, she went to the bathroom or something and I was sitting there and I had my eyes closed. I was just like daydreaming and I hear the door open and I thought, you know, it's not as much fun laughing when you're by yourself watching the people (laughs) boxes. So this guy walks in and I look at him and I go to him, I know who you are. I go, you're Jim Lang from The Dating Game. And, wow. and he goes, yeah. And I go, well, now that my eyes are open and I'm looking closer, it's, you're not Jim Lang. You just you just kind of look like oh. him. Forget it. So he goes, no, I am. I said, no, you're not. I, I can see now you're not him. So he's, at, he, he's, he's still walking around the boxes and he gets to the other end. And, and I said, you know what? If you're really Jim Lang, I said, say something from The Dating Game. And he says to me, and here they are.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. As a matter of fact, I think it was either Lynn or Tracy. I think Lynn Stewart was on the dating game like three different times. I think she has some dating game stories that she told. That's very funny. So, all right, Cindy, we have to talk about the COVID crazies, because that's how everybody knows us together And uh, these days. So, all right, so you wouldn't let me order your pizza, but I'm, 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 I'm talking to your mother tomorrow. We're getting pizza tomorrow. So so what's been your latest COVID crazy? What was your day like today? Oh, didn't you go? Yesterday you went for a walk, you said. So how was that? I can't believe you go for a walk.
1: I haven't dared to
0: go for a walk yet. What was that okay. like?
1: Let me tell you one of the things that was really great about today, and then I'll go backwards. Okay. One of the really great things, like the universe was cooperating with my okay. birthday. There were no oh. deliveries. <laughs> Nothing came to the house. It was so good. I didn't have to put gloves on and peroxide anything. It was a free pass today. So that was really good. <laughs> okay, so that's that was today. Um mm-hmm. Yesterday, what happened was my mother really wants to walk around the neighborhood. It was a beautiful day. And she's saying, you know, there's nobody out there. And I said, I see people without masks. No, they're all wearing masks. So this complex is, it's garden apartments. So you you might not really see what's out on the street. It's like a court. So you don't really see. It's, a garden apartment is a very New York thing. But it's when when apartment when apartments
0: are in like a square or a... You and there's there's grass in the middle, and you walk around a path, right? That's a garden apartment, correct? Much okay. Yeah.
1: So, so there was no
0: in the garden, but there right. might be people on the street.
1: Right. So it's the, you know my mother and I get along really well, but I really kind of flipped out the fact that she wanted to go outside <laughs>
2: so,
1: <laughs> and get some right.
0: air. So. i missing something. Hang on, we got to see what Robin is saying in the middle of all of this. Robin says no. Deliveries. Look outside.
1: Oh, Roberta. Will you go look outside? Cause it sounds no, like no, because I, didn't, I didn't, I No, She's not allowed to touch the door, <laughs> the doorknob. It That's sounds like Robin something go. said to you though. We, we want to know, inquiring
0: minds want to know. Roberta, can you put on a pair of gloves and, and open the door and see if there's anything. Okay, out like that one. <laughs> Is there really no.
1: something out there? Then I'll go, I'll, I'll put a
0: glove on and go. Right, go, go, and Roberta, come sit in Cindy's seat while she goes and looks, because Robin says, go look outside, because we inquiring minds want to know what's out there. <laughs> um, sorry, well, let's see what, hi, Roberta, it's good to see you. Uh, let's see what everybody's saying. Um, Debbie I says we're both. I
2: have to be sanitized before I can walk out.
0: <laughs> yeah, sanitized. Let I'm sanitized. I have to show you a picture I wanted, it, I was saving this for Cindy. This is for Cindy and I, the COVID, the COVID crazies. She just
2: um, said, there is something outside.
0: Oh, Robin, that's such good, good timing. I love this. This is wonderful. I want, I want to show a picture that um, I saved for Cindy, especially. Um, this, is now, this is what I'm going to wear so that I can see my boyfriend. We're both, I'm gonna buy us both this, hang on. Oh, wow. Um, I'm this waiting for it to, Oh wow. uh, huh. this so uh, OMG. Look, look, wait, wait, what, what okay. do we what you have so, <laughs> right, that's what we're gonna wear, so that, um, and <laughs> we're gonna be completely covered. This girl has her ears open. Oh my God, Cindy got a big don't ring. Touch it, don't, don't touch. touch
2: it. Oh what my I've God.
0: Heard. Oh, look, Robin sent
1: something from Prime today. Robin, what a boy. There's, else. There's some water, but I touched it with the other hand. I have one gloved hand, one gloved hand, and one naked hand. So I have to wash my hands before I come back.
0: All right, then I have to show you this picture that of, um, of how... Um, this is what I'm ordering so that my boyfriend and I can see each other and That's get terrible. with it right it's true it's like it's like plastic and this girl she put her mask up and her glasses she must cover her ears though i will be covering my ears and if we wear these then we can hug oh, that is the funniest thing oh, i got to show you the other picture there's more to it because we can actually kiss i'm going to show you how we can kiss comes this, this is okay well i'm going to post it now and i'm going to post it now and then, I'm gonna post it now, and then and <laughs> then it'll be here when Cindy comes. Um, is that hysterical? But, but that's I, I really hilarious. think that's the secret, right? If we do that, we can we can that's hug. That. And if we do this, we can kiss. Look! that's should be <laughs> in the newspaper. <laughs> we'll be wearing that blue outfit plus the mask. And then we can kiss like that. That's <laughs> and if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. If this are not kidding? It this so sure. look. This is how. This is what my boyfriend and I are going to wear, and that's how we're going to kiss. <laughs> what? what is that? <laughs> He's wearing like a, like a plastic jumpsuit, completely covered. With my ears and my eyes will be covered as well. Glasses and rim <laughs> up, and the mask, and then we can hug and kiss.
1: <laughs> oh my god! You're that's funny.
0: You you serious? I mean, you have. All right. You think I'm kidding. He thought I was kidding. But if this goes on another two weeks, I'm not kidding. I'm going to find a way to order this.
1: Oh, you want to hear something really funny? I just washed my hands and I sang happy birthday twice to myself.
0: <laughs> I, I know. I get it. Okay. So oh, do we think it's flour? You said there's water.
1: No, I, there's one thing that I really, well, there's a whole bunch of these fizzy waters and then there's, you know what I think it is? Cause, um. What I really, really, really wanted, I wrote on my page. I wanted um, frozen fake chicken. I have a feeling that it might be that.
0: Frozen fake chicken.
1: That's so it's wanted. in a cold, cold pack? It felt like a cold pack? I don't know. I didn't touch it. <laughs> yeah. it with your gloves on, you can't open it? Cindy, if it's refrigerated or frozen, you've got to open it.
0: You're going to have to open it. Come on, we want to know what Robin sent you. We a lot of orders.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Is, come on, this is from Robin. We want to know what it is. We want to know All the right. birthday. All right. Go All ahead. slip? You know what was really nice? When I just went into the hallway, the people upstairs opened the door and they said, They're watching your show. And they so oh. they wanted to see, they wanted to see what the packages were. And they said, if I don't want to touch it, they'll touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Go, put your gloves on and tell us what Robin sent you for oh, you. Hi, Tom and Joan. Okay, I'm going to, isn't that really nice? Okay, so That's I forget. Everybody's, everybody's on here together. Okay, so I'm going to go get the package.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: Normally, I, so, I would put it on my lap and open it for you, but I can't, I can't do that. I can't have it touch my pants. We oh, understand. God, we have a breakdown right on live television. The
0: COVID crazy understands that you can't put it on your yeah. lap
1: was in our club was it toby simmons was in our club toby and there was is
0: in the covid and sandy Gunnar is in our club um and there the was COVID like- cre- toby says open it the other covid okay. crazy says, open I did, like Go. the bossiest
1: audience ever all right uh, uh, okay so we're all gonna right. get Cindy to break know, over. I, I i threw out that other glove now i have to get like waste new gloves uh, on it again well, first of all, I have to teach you
0: my method with the gloves.
1: I know okay, they're disposable.
0: You, let, I wash, let me let me I wash in my when my hands are in them. I wash oh. with soap and water all the time with the gloves. I take them off, and I use them again.
1: I have a big bag of, like, 100 gloves. I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah, but you know how fast you can go through 100 gloves? We're insane. No, those are the you dirty would- ones. I don't know. I didn't want to get rid of them. You wash them, that's all. If, if, this, is, this is kind of important. If, if I open that package for all of you, because you really want to know what's in it, um, if I take it out of there, I don't know what's in it, if I take it out of there and it's, let's say it's frozen, then I immediately have to disinfect it while you're on, you're on here. You know what I mean? Because like, what am I going to do with it? Put it back in the bag? So can I just have a plan before I go over there and I open it up? So here's the plan. Okay. A baggie, have a baggie at the ready,
0: an empty baggie. As soon as you take it out of the paper bag, which I suggest you either cut with scissors or rip with your gloves on, you take whatever's in there, you show it to us and it immediately goes in a baggie which your mother with her plain hands will seal and then you put it in the freezer and take your gloves off.
1: Okay, got it, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I got it, you know what, I got a big box of 10 gallon bags from, uh, I think it's Costco, and there's 500 of them. And I, uh, isn't that good, 500 bags? You know, this that's is like really good. Egg. I don't know. It's, it's egg. Egg. Yes. I got a big thing of Maggie's from Costco, too.
0: We are now going to find out what Robin sent Cindy for her birthday that's going to make her happy. I'm so, Robin, I'm so excited that you did this while we were on the air, that she just opened your present. Sorry, oh no, fake chicken available. Robin says so. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yes. What? No, fake no chicken. Really? No? <laughs> That's what he said. Don't get chicken. Yes. Use yes. sandwich baggies. Okay. Oh, Toby says you can use sandwich baggies for your hands if you don't have gloves. That's smart.
1: No, but like look, I have this. See this big, big, big bag, right? Big, Excellent. Big, Okay, so I'm gonna put that at the ready over here. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure anybody is anybody still watching? Yes, we still have people
0: watching. We need to see the present. We need to know what it is. It's not frozen chicken. Inquiring minds want to know. That's another line. Never put in your script. Inquiring minds want to know. That's uh, yeah. okay. So let's see okay. what everybody's saying. Um uh so fucking funny good she's a hoot yes she is cindy's yeah that's why she wrote for all these television shows because she's funny um let's see i love her mom's yeah her mom's fabulous roberta is the best we love roberta um roberta come into the picture we're not looking at you so roberta when did you know that when did you know that cindy was funny did you always move over more did you always know cindy was funny
2: and go this way or this way.
0: Uh, the other, no, the other way. The other way. Yeah, that way. Uh, did you always know he was funny?
2: I don't know. I don't think I've thought about it. You know, I just knew that she liked to watch comedies. Oh, uh-huh. so did you watch them with her? That way? Did, did I watch? watch, watch? Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. But I knew what her likes were, and I knew that she wanted to be a writer. But she actually wanted to be a. phys uh, teacher she started what? That, yeah she's going to be a fifth ed teacher
0: no kidding yeah, so now I, sports now those whole zumba classes start to make a whole lot more sense sure that's what, that's you, right. that's what she was going to be and did you guys so, go to
2: today when she did student teaching she decided she wow. didn't like it. it wasn't for her mm. and uh, that's when she gave it up. And then she liked broadcasting. So she did that. She worked for Channel 67 out on the island.
0: So and she, she was leaning toward the entertainment field. Did um I don't hear any squeals from back there from Cindy. You have to have that thing open by now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What is that? Well, oh and ch- oh chocolate berry carnival oh that it's looks a good. lot of this
2: kind of stuff. What it's, is that? It's like um trail mix. I would just put it in freezer.
0: No, these 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 are no, you don't refrigerate them. No, you don't have to refrigerate them.
1: No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I've never actually like done a thank you note through Zoom to Robin <laughs> through you. <laughs> And now these are contaminated too. So, um, um, well, one of the things that I, I was gonna tell you, cause you were asking about my interest. How did I get from phys ed to right. um, was, you remember Roseanne Scamardella from, sure, I? well, I was at a women's liberation yeah, march. England, by the way. Nah, nah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I ahead.
1: Um, yeah. I was at a women's liberation march when I was 17 and I was uh-huh. interviewed by her. On, on the local news and then I thought wow, that's like really cool You could be on TV all the time and like go back, you know behind the scenes and I thought so then I thought I wanted to be a Broadcast journalist, so that was the step in between Roseanne Scamardella, who then they um, You know immortalized as Gilda Radner's Roseanne's Roseanne,
0: Roseanne. Yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's great so yeah. all right so so okay. yesterday so tell us your yesterday's story and then we'll wrap we've been on the air for an hour and a half it's like flying by it's more than an hour and a half already and uh debbie wrote yum i don't know how she got the screen how did that come on the screen what do you wow. mean, debbie mean. somehow got a message up on the screen and it says yum how did she do that look i mean oh how, how did she do that I, I don't like know that. Did you do that oh i see i i showed it i can show the comments i did not know that oh. wow oh you helped me learn something oh this is exciting okay so um you did good robin i'm sure that that chocolate covered berry trail mix is gonna be dessert tonight right you got yeah, some chocolate. Never, yeah.
1: anybody who thinks I'm not responding to them, I can't really see the comments. They're too small. I'm trying hard to read them. Uh, okay. So Toby says
0: we need part two tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: so, okay, so tell us what happened yesterday when you guys went, went right, for your okay. walk. So um,
1: my mother was really, really upset that I didn't want to let her out. So I came up... I didn't <laughs> up want to let her out. <laughs> out of my cage. You know, my you know, Robin always says there's something wrong with you beagles. You have to go out all the time. Not me. The rest of them all have to go out. I, I can stay in the house and find <laughs> nothing to do in the house. So anyway, I, I came up with a plan. The plan was to get in the car, drive around the neighborhood, point out the people without the masks, and then convince uh-huh. my mother <laughs> that this is not a safe place <laughs> to be. And that constantly jumping out of the way is horrifying and stressful. <laughs> and that's not how I want to spend any time at all. So that was my plan. Yeah. Um, she was annoyed, but she, you know, she agreed because at least she was going to get to walk from here to the car. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, so and part, she also made a suggestion that we go visit my friend who lives in Port Washington. And I thought, We don't want to use gas because then I got to put gas in the car and such stuff. So this is within five minutes away.
0: Mm? Okay. So this is what I wanted to ask you about in keeping with this. So I have not been driving mostly because I don't want to have to put gas in the car. And um, I'm I'm terrified that if I go to a gas station that's empty and I pull up to a pump that somebody's going to pull up next to me and they're going to be right there. And then what do you do? You know, of course, I'm going to have my mask and my gloves and my hood and all of that stuff. But still, I don't want to be. No,
1: right? It's what if they have a fun. mask? It's, it's hard. hard I have to go to the bank. And I'm like, I keep putting it off because I don't oh. want to go. No way. I would put that in my mattress. And I put that. But no, but I can go to the drive-in. I just
0: don't trust the bank with the drive-in. That's the only thing. If I'm handing them cash, I don't trust that, those tellers. They lie. Look, you're getting so much love. Um So, okay, so
1: so you end up for a walk? So what happened was we get in the car and as we go onto the street, it was perfect for me to point out that half half the people, you know, if you look to the right, maybe it was okay because there were a couple of mask wearers, but you look to the left. No, half the people did not have masks. So I just drove around the neighborhood so my mother could see that half the people, and, and you know, the way, you know, you'd have to take four steps, jump to the side, let those people pass. The other thing that I've said to my mother, look, if, let's say they're walking and, and yeah. they're not coughing and they're not sneezing, but they're breathing. And then, and then we walk behind them, you know, you have to assume that they're COVID positive. You just, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, Debbie, you know, I. Debbie, who we met the other day, you know I like COVID people. I even I, Debbie tested positive. She's not foodie land. I know. Debbie. I'm just, you know, I don't want her to think that I don't like, you know, but I, <laughs> I, if they don't have the negative tests, I'm I, I don't want to walk behind them and breathe the COVID jerk. <laughs> I just, I just don't. And, and even if they're fine, to me they're just big balls with those red things sticking out. I just, everybody looks like <laughs> that's to me. The so so anyway, but yeah. So we went over to Great Neck South Middle School where my mother worked for 30 years until like five wow. years, ago. four years ago, she worked there. Uh-huh. And um, the last time we went on the track, there were, some, there were four people, two had masks and two did not. Okay. So we looked, we looked and I saw the people without masks and I said, this is not going to work. So we went yeah. to where the buses dropped the kids off because nobody's going to walk over there. It's just like, just a road, like this. it looks like a track, but it's not, it's, it's in front of right. the school, <clears throat> we right. walked there, it was pretty good, and then some young guy that, you know, didn't have a mask, you know, kind of ran within 20 feet of us, and that was upsetting, it, you know, but it was okay, I could kind of handle it, the wind was blowing, hopefully it didn't blow on us, I don't know, so, so. <laughs> It really is very stressful to take a walk w- without people around. I, I, I'm i like in that Twilight episode. I hate people. I hate people. I, I don't need people, but I hate them with COVID. So. No, we don't hate Debbie. I love Debbie. Yeah,
0: we but love Debbie. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie wrote, I still love you, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's negative now. Debbie's negative now.
0: Yeah. We
1: yeah, love her Yeah. Listen, listen, I have a respiratory disease and she's a respiratory therapist. It's like the best person I could possibly find on this planet. So, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so did you so you did get out and walk? You did or you didn't? I did get out. My mother is much happier. You know, <laughs> she's she you know I probably could keep her cooped up for another week, so I she'll ask she'll course. she'll ask to go out again. <laughs>
0: I don't know.
1: It's
0: I, I haven't uh, I haven't gone for one walk yet. I haven't done that. I have been outside a couple times, but I haven't gone for a walk, which I speed walk every day. I miss it so much. I think I'm actually gonna see my boyfriend tomorrow and I want I don't think I can order one of those blue suits in time. I really I really need a hug really bad. I gotta do you two hug each other, do
1: you? Do you do that I so know, that you we're have. We're not really huggers, but now we're really not going to be huggers. You know, I said my mother touched the green beans that I hadn't washed off <laughs> that I had delivered yesterday, and she practically threw them up in the air. But I went, "Ah, what are you doing? You're oh touching the God. beans." You know that we're not. I didn't put peroxide on the outside, so she has to be quarantined now for five to seven days. <laughs>
0: The quarantine period's getting shorter because when we first this whole thing first started, they told us a two week period and it's really not everything that I've read. It's three to five days that you kind of know if you uh, got sick, if you got infected, it seems that seems to be the, the threshold. I don't know if that's so. So a couple of things that I read today, I have not watched the news today. Um, Anderson Cooper's doing a special tomorrow night that I'm gonna watch. I, I pick and choose dealing with the news, but I did get a couple of things into my inbox. And one thing that it said today is that they're they're driving up U-Hauls of bodies in New York to funeral callers. And this is just unfathomable to me. And it's unfathomable to me that they're considering opening up New York City. And I know Andrew Cuomo is under tremendous pressure to put businesses back, but I, I just, in a place like yeah. that, where on top of each other. Yeah.
1: Today, he did say um, he still thinks, you know, he, he gave the numbers today and then he said, This is terrible news. So he's not going to be opening up, you know, at least around New York. I mean, the, the numbers are very, very high here. My friend who yeah. went to her mother's funeral, killed by COVID, um, said, You'd be sh- anybody who thinks it's phony, go to a cemetery in New York and you'll see it's not, because it's just, you know, grave after grave that's open. It's really- it's well, But it's also oh, where yeah. they're taking
0: all bodies to those, To what is it called? Where they have like all the unmarked potter's field, where it's just coffin after coffin after coffin. It's
1: terrible, nice. it's terrible. That, so that's why I like to stay in the house, is we stay in our little place, and like, you know, we close the door tight, so the angel of death hopefully will pass over. <laughs> Here is really on the door. What? Did you put Leon's
0: sword on the door? So like can no. Passover, over so the angel of death goes goes by. Um no. let's read some comments before we go. Let's see if anybody's got um Steve says he went out for a walk Sunday. Nice. Um also the uh, a line you probably should never use gas. Okay, I don't know what that means. Um um, these don't make sense out of Debbie says so she loves you since you brought up gas. Oh, what if someone has gas near you? Can you get COVID from that? Oh, what if someone has gas? The other kind of gas. Um, I don't know. Um, that's a question I will not be asking. Anybody. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right. i, I I'm, I'm looking quickly and I don't see any questions. Was that the start of Roseanne, Rosanna Danna? Dana? Yes, it was the start, Sharon, of Roseanne, Roseanne Danna, Dana. Roseanne's Carpello. and her family has a restaurant that I've been to in New York. I don't know if they still do, but it was a very good Italian restaurant in New York, actually. Um, so anyway, Cindy, thank you so much for doing this. Roberta, stick your head in. It was so <laughs> good to see you. I, you. I miss you guys so much. For those of you that <laughs> That don't know uh, Cindy and Roberta and I were running around a lot last summer and in the fall and going to screenings and we went we saw Adam Schiff the rock star who I wish was running for president and hopefully will be in the next election um, but we did a lot of fun things and I really I you know I I hope that it's not too far away that we get to um, you know they're testing that drug. oh that's the other thing I read today they're not testing they're giving Dr Fauci now. I know there are people who think that he's hired by pharmaceutical and he's a bad man. I think he's a wonderful is man. Right? I love, him. Yeah. I love <clears> throat> Dr. Throat> yeah. And I don't yeah. believe any of those conspiracy theories things uh, with him. Yeah. but um, that remdesivir, is that what it's called, remdesivir? They are actually giving it now yeah. and they're yeah. not just giving it in trials. They say that the um, FDA is about to approve it, I believe, so that they can treat people with it. And so they've been having some some good fortune with it. It doesn't seem to work on people who are gravely ill. Once people get to a certain point, uh, the Mm. drug hasn't been helpful. But for people that are just getting sick or whatever, Sandy Helberg is with us. Do you know Sandy? Yeah, he's a big actor, isn't he? Sandy Sandy was in a lot of Mel Brooks movies. He was in Spaceballs and uh, in a bunch of Mel Brooks movies. And um, he's married to Harriet Helberg, who was a huge casting director in the day. And wow. Harriet is responsible for a lot of people I know their careers break. They're a wonderful couple. They've been married for like ever. They're amazing, like 40 years. And they got married at the Plaza Hotel in New York. Isn't that romantic? Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Well, Cindy, yeah. thank you so much for doing this today. I'm so glad that it worked. And I'm so glad that you were my first guest on Game Changers COVID. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My first real uh, successful guest yeah. on, on here, just COVID, and I'm so grateful that you come every day to shooting this shit. And right. it, you really are like the Ed McMahon. You always have the cra- well. You're funnier than Ed McMahon ever dreamt of being. But um, it's so great that you're there. I do think I do feel like you're my sidekick on uh, on the daily on the daily live. And thank you so much for doing that. And it's been great to actually look at you while we're having the conversation. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I
1: and mean, I love the, I love your friends and, and you know the followers and the people that watch. They're great. I love the people they you are, know.
0: We've we've really become and especially this group of mm-hmm. us that every day we've really become yeah. a, a connective community that I've become very dependent upon for my joy, my mm-hmm. daily joy. Um, so all of you out there, uh, Toby, Tony, Debbie, Sharon, okay. Dave. Uh, uh Rob um Tova um Trish wait I wanna I want to get all the names mm-hmm. of everybody Eileen Deborah Sandy Mary um uh GC um God there's just so many mm-hmm. of you that, that I am so grateful for your presence um on a regular basis and Robin thanks for um giving us the little um <laughs> Uh, what's behind door number three. That was a little let's make a deal here on uh, Game Changers COVID edition. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody out there watching. And we'll see you tomorrow on Shooting the Shirt with Vicki. And um, hopefully Cindy and Roberta will be joining us and there'll be more. Bye. Thank you. Happy, 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 happy birthday. Tomorrow, thank you. We're we're working out pizza tomorrow. We're doing it. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody.